There's only one way to please God. Faith and obedience. It's faith. And your faith is obedience to God's word. And when you obey God's word and you act in faith, God is responsible for the results in your life. Faith only comes one way, hearing the words of God. Your wholeness is not up to God. It's up to you. It's already been given, but you've got to take it. You've got to be aggressive with your faith. Faith is not passive. Faith is active. When I talk, God talks. When I walk, God walks. I've got a revelation of who lives in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I just say, the music was anointed. Great job. And the vocals were tight. All right? But having great vocals is one thing, but the anointing cannot be substituted. And how many of you, this is your home church, wave at me real big. Everybody, great, great, great. If you don't have a home church, I'm going to help you with your life and your ministry. Get plugged in where you fit in. Amen? This is the place. And I'm so super honored to be here with you tonight. This is a appointment with destiny. Amen? So I don't believe you're here by coincidence or happenstance or you didn't have anything else better to do on a Friday night. Come on, I wash my wig and put on my false lashes for y'all. <laughs> Say this after me. Say, tonight, tonight is, my night. is my night. I love this young lady here that was sitting behind me that came up and won my t-shirt. Now, do you notice what she said? What did she say before she got that? She said, that's mine. And what happened? She got it. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I would be amiss. The Bible says give honor to whom honor was due. I want Pastor Misty to stand up again, please. Hallelujah. Come stand over here. Let's thank God for the woman of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't leave yet. You know, I want to say thank you, number one, for trusting me. Because you had to use your faith to do that. And I know that we have a divine connection. I felt that in my spirit from the moment that we met. Um, but I want to say thank you for using your faith, not only for your own family and your husband and your children, and it, but using your faith for all of these women. Because it took your faith to everything that you see here tonight. Here's a tip. It's not free. Okay, boo? Okay? And so she used her faith for it, and I want to say thank you. And thank you for all the love and the prayer and the time that you've sown. And it's time for your reward. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, since I'm giving honor to who honor is due, I want to say, uh, where's my boo at? Come on up here, boo. My husband. I got me a husband now. How many single ladies in the house? Na, 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 na. 
All right. Some of you, come on up, honey. This is my husband. I call him James Bond for Jesus. You can call him Reverend Edmund. Um, My husband and I met in the will of God. In the house of God. Not at the club. So actually, my husband and I, we've been married just a little over a year. Hallelujah. And I wanted to honor him, and I want to say thank you for making me a better woman. And being my covenant partner, amen. Amen. So he's going to help. He's my model tonight. Come on now. Come on, James Bond for Jesus. Hey. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Use your faith, ladies. Use your faith. He's mine. God will get you one for you. Don't smile too big at him because I'll cut you. So I brought some swag. I know uh, Pastor was uh, giving out some of my T-shirts, but I, I like church swag. Okay, come on. People wear all kinds of stuff. I like to get the Jesus swag. So I've got one here that I brought with me. This one says Team Jesus. So everything that's on the table, all of that, uh, which, what you get there, that's all going to go towards missions because I know I look like the quintessential missionary, right? But I've been to 25 nations and many multiple times. And so really our heart is for missions and for the nations and to win souls and make disciples. So we have this out on the table, all the t-shirts. If you get one, they're 25. That's Team Jesus. Who needs that in their life? Uh, Who didn't get something already? Raise your hand. Give it to the sister right here in the blue right there. Give that to her, honey. Now, I tell people I'm passionate about three things, which is number one, Jesus, number two, hair and makeup, okay? But I love pink. Y'all like pink? I like pink. I love cheetah print, and I love gold lame, okay? But I got this t-shirt. It says, this girl loves what? Jesus. Amen. Give it to the girl in the second row, honey, in the white shirt, button down. Hallelujah. She got a shakara. How many of y'all got a husband? Okay. Well, black is slimming, so this will look cute on you, but this will also be cute on your husband, okay? This one says Jesus is king. And if you'll start calling your husband my Lord, you might get a little bit more out of him, amen? Give it to the sister in the back with the headband and the, uh, yeah, right there. Wave again so he can see you. So you can get that for your husband if you want to. And then, of course, we've got It's Revival for Me. This is great on the ladies or the men. Very last row, the girl on the inner uh, corner right there, sweetie. Yep. Now this one, y'all can scream, shout if you want to. Okay. I wasn't even going to sew this one tonight because I only have a few. But she's like so, I want you to have it, okay? Okay, I'm going to help you with your life and your ministry. All right. So why don't you come to the table after the service and we'll get you the one you want in your size. But this is, um, this goes along with my book. Remember I said I'm passionate about what? Jesus. 
hair, and makeup, okay? If you're from Texas and you're Pentecostal, it's a good trio. So we have that back there, but I have a book bundle because I got a book. Now, she didn't get to talk about my book, but I wrote it, so I'm going to tell you all about it. Actually, I spoke it. I'm not a big writer. I don't really preach with notes, but I preached this book out, and this actually is uh, 10 natural and supernatural keys on how to become a woman of God. How to go from broke, busted, and disgusted to victorious. Living large, supercharged. Come on. In Jesus' name. Come on now. So, um, and it's cute. It's pink. It's got lipstick on the front. But the first five chapters are all about the supernatural side. You know, everything in your life, it's not just natural. The root is in the realm of the spirit. And what we want as women of God is we want the natural and the supernatural to match. That's what integrity is. Integrity is when what you say and what you do, they match. Amen? Amen. So uh, the first five chapters is about the supernatural and the last five chapters about the natural side, okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, the Lord doesn't care uh, what I look like. You know, he loves loves me for me, and everybody should just love me for me. No, I need you to brush your teeth. (laughs) Yes, Jesus loves you just for you. No, 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 but Melissa, the word of God says God looks at the heart. That's right, God does, but everybody else got to look at your outside. (laughs) And let's be honest, people aren't that deep. Only God is. Some of you have been applying for jobs. You don't realize why you can't get a job because you go looking broke down to an interview. I always say dress for where you're going, not for where you've been. And you don't have to shop at Neiman Marcus to look fly, even though I like it, okay? But when you got the anointing on you, God's presence on you, you can pick up something from Walmart and it looks G-O-O-D good. So I really want to exhort you, women, to be your best. So I talk about all the natural things in there. You can tell. You can find out how to put false lashes on if you want to. So this is there. But I wanted to share one thing out of this real quick. So I have a book bundle. You get the book. You get the sweatshirt, and you get the scriptures, cards. Now, these scripture cards that she gave away, y'all didn't know about this, but those scriptures, these actually, it's 10 scripture cards that completely transformed my life as a young lady when I was 22 years old at Bible school. Because I was at Bible school training for the ministry, and I was depressed. Come on, because you know when you're sad, that's what your inside voice sounds like. (laughs) It is annoying. If it gets on our nerves, we know it gets on God's nerves. But I had to get a revelation of the word, and you can't get a revelation of the word without repetition. Say this with me. Say repetition. Repetition. Only like this side believes it. Repetition. Repetition. There you go. Brings revelation. revelation. Come on. Some of y'all know all the lyrics to Beyonce, all the single ladies. Why? Because you listen to it over 
and over and over again. You've got to be as diligent about the word of God. So that it gets on the inside of you. That's why they sing these songs in here. So that they get on the inside of you. So when you're at home tonight, you're not bumping Beyonce on your way home. You're listening to the songs of God. The sounds of the spirit. Songs based on the word of God. So you got to get the word in you. So here's just one little excerpt from my book. You got to think about what you're thinking about. Because you know why? As ladies, sometimes we like to rehearse the curse. You know what I'm talking about? You meet somebody new. You know what? When I was um, when I was 22, I had met somebody at Bible school, and I really thought he was like a man of God, but he was the devil. And like every new person you meet, you're like telling all the bad stuff that happened to you uh, 30 years ago. Quit doing that. Quit calling your past into your future. So you got to think about what you're thinking about. Here's a good verse. Write this down. Romans 12 verse 2. Write it down. I always say a long pen is better than a short memory. Amen. It says don't be conformed to this world. To this age. How many of y'all bought a new outfit to come here? I did. I bought some new high-waisted pants. Anybody buy something new to come? To the meetings? Oh, y'all ain't got the spirit of shop on, y'all. She needs it. She's like, I receive it. Well, I like to shop and I like fashion. But the Bible differentiates fashion. It says, do not be conformed to this world fashioned or after or adapted to its external superficial customs. But be transformed. That's what this weekend is about. Transformation. When you come out of here, you don't talk the same way. You don't look the same way. You don't act the same way. And if I come back six months from now, you don't even look like the same person. The Bible says we're transformed when we behold him from glory to glory to glory. If you've been a Christian for a long time or you've been speaking in tongues for a long time or you've been walking in the way as they say, that's not it. There's always more in God. Amen. It says, don't be transformed to this world, fashioned and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Say, I'm here here to renew my mind. mind. Do you know there's some things God won't do for you? Jesus has already done everything he's ever going to do for you. He's not coming back off the cross. He already went to hell. He already paid the penalty for your sins. He delivered you from the curse. Made you blessed and then went to heaven. He's uh, seated at the right hand. But he says there's some things you got to do. What's he says? He says, be transformed by what? The entire renewing of your mind. See, your spirit gets born again. You get translated from spiritual death to spiritual life. But you've got to, your life is never going to change until you get your mind right and your mouth right. You can tell why I don't preach with notes because it just takes me one verse. I can go all night. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitudes, so that you may prove, say, I prove prove. what is the good, good. acceptable, acceptable, and perfect will of God. 
How many of you have ever been out of the will of God for your life? I have been. Who wants to be in the perfect will? This is how you do it, renewing your mind. It says, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Amen. So that's in this book. There's a lot of good things in there. So you get the book, you get the sweatshirt, and then these scripture cards. Remember I said I had 10? These are on 10 different things that I needed freedom from in my life. Remember I told you I was depressed, felt sorry for myself. Come on, you know, when you feel sorry for yourself, you got like a little... Bitterness also has a sound. Well, I ain't trying to hear all that. They can't... Your flesh is fickle, okay? Every little, every little thing you yield to, it's all got a sound to it. But if it doesn't have the sound of victory, it's not the Holy Ghost. So these are 10 scripture verses. Because I went to Walmart. The Lord said, you got to make the word real to you and you got to meditate the word. Because transformation comes by how? Renewing my mind. I knew how to parrot the word. Do you know what parroting the word is? You know, I can go teach a bird scriptures, but it won't, it's not going to get born again. It's not, it's not a speaking spirit. You are a speaking spirit. And when you begin to speak the word of God out of your mouth, it has creative power. So the Lord said, begin to meditate the word. So I went and I looked up 10 verses that meant something to Melissa. But you know what the truth is, is we're lazy. So sometimes we don't want to do the work that we need to do to get in the word. So I did it for you. I gave you all 10 of those scripture verses that I wrote down on those little Walmart index cards. But the Lord said, just don't write down the scripture and parrot the scripture every day. Make what makes those scriptures real in your life now, today. Say faith is is now. now. Listen to this. One of these, this one, this one's a good one. This one's also in Romans. Write this down. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. <laughs> I love the word of God. I love the word of God. The word of God is alive. Yes. This scripture verse raised my mother from the dead in September of 2019. When she died in the emergency room with three uh, aneurysms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, for the law of the spirit of life. You see, I didn't have to look at it because it's in me. Let me say it again. Hallelujah. As I'm saying this right now, the Holy Ghost is quickening people's body parts. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Yeah, that healing anointing. It says, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of your new being has freed me. Say, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Reverend Melissa. That's great. You kind of yelled that, and that's awesome that your mom was raised from the dead, but that didn't really mean anything to me. Well, yes, it does. I want you to say this with me. Say, the law of the spirit of life in Christ is working and living in me. Let's say that again like you mean it. Say, the law 
Spirit of Christ is working and living in me. Every cell, every cell, every cell, an organ and tissue of my body. Say, I'm filled with life. There's a law that's working right now. As I'm talking, it's not just Melissa talking. Amen. When I talk, God talks. When I walk, God walks. I've got a revelation of who lives in me. Amen. So when my mom died and went to heaven on that table in the emergency room, they were getting ready to put the paddles on her and try to bring her back. We didn't know what was going on. But you know what I did like a crazy person? I jumped on that table and I pushed those nurses back. I said, you do what you do, but I'm going to do what I do. And I jumped on that table and I said, you foul spirit of death. You loose my mother and you let her go now in Jesus name. She came back in her spirit because I wasn't going to have it. You know what? The devil will do whatever in your life that you put up with. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Come by me. Come by. No, 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 boo. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. You're like, what is up with this white girl? She looks so conservative and kind of like, you know. And, no, it's called In Your Face Ministries, okay? <laughs> I drove too far, got up too early, spent too much time putting these lashes on. We're going to get results tonight. This isn't just another little meeting that you come to and say, I got the badge and I went and hashtag. No, 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 no. Ha, <laughs> ha. Hey, kada lei sobro saha. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to wait. Pastor Nick told me just be free to flow. I love this church. I love your pastors. You you, you know your pastors have the same pastor as I do. But my pastor is not your pastor. They're your pastor. You got good pastors. Hallelujah. Ha ha. I remember the first time the Spirit of God touched me. And I was in a little church somewhere I visited. And as the person prayed for me, I uh, laid down on the floor. And as I laid there, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. And he began to touch and to heal my heart from a wrong relationship that I had before I went to Bible school. You know, if you've, if you've ever uh, missed it, who here's ever missed it? I missed it before. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Woo! You know, sometimes, if, you know, the devil, he's a punk. Y'all know what a punk is? Yeah, the devil's a punk. He'll try to convince you to do something 
And then when he do it, he go, oh, that was so dumb. I can't believe you did that. You just ruined the whole plan of God for your life. Way to go. He comes in with condemnation. And introspection outside of the Holy Spirit is condemnation, and that's demonic. Let me say that again. Introspection outside of the Holy Spirit is condemnation, and that's demonic. The Holy Spirit never deals with us on the basis of condemnation. Now, he sure enough will spank you, though. He'll spank you and he'll correct you. But he's never going to deal with you in condemnation. The word of God says, there is no condemnation. Say that with me. Say no condemnation condemnation. for those who are in Christ. Christ. Who's born again in here? Anybody? That's good. If you're not, tonight's your night. You're going to get born again. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, tonight's your night. You're going to feel with the Holy Ghost. But there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Now, some of y'all get nervous. Y'all don't know what to do. Like if it's quiet or there's no music or the minister, she starts singing. It's like not, it's not as good as the girl who leads. I ain't scared of y'all. The resurrection life of God, it is a tangible force. And it's alive. And it's moving. You know, I noticed as a young girl, with myself and with other people, I never like to get alone and get quiet. You know what I'm talking about? Go to sleep with the TV on. Go to sleep with music on. Always have something going on in the background. You know why people do that? Because they don't want to get quiet. Because when they get quiet, they can hear the Holy Ghost talking to them. The Holy Ghost is always speaking. Sometimes you're like, I ain't trying to hear all that, Lord. Like when the Holy Ghost told me to break up with that bad boyfriend and go to Bible school, I was like, well, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm going to need him to get saved. And we're going to do the call of God together. And the Holy Ghost is like, "Uh, he's... He's born again, and he still don't have on him what you have on you. And I was like, oh. You know, you can't make somebody else want to serve God like you. If you're a single lady, don't get involved with a man who doesn't love what you love. She's like, yes. She's got, I, I see you, okay? I see you. But you know, in these moments when it gets kind of quiet, the Holy Ghost, you know, there's, you can keep yourself busy. Who here has been busy? The scripture says, be still and know. Well, I thought the scripture said, go. He did. He said, go and evangelize, preach the gospel. He didn't say, go and spend all day at the mall. You ain't there to win souls. You're there to stimulate the economy. (laughs) But in just these little moments like this, when you're getting quiet, the spirit of God is dealing with each person's heart. And he knows 
more about your future than you know about your past. Well, Lord, I don't know. I don't know about this and why that. Quit focusing on the things you don't know and focus on the things that you do know. This is what you know. Everything you need to know is right here. If it's not in here and the Holy Ghost doesn't give you revelation and agreement to that, maybe it's not something important. Like if there's life on Mars, that's not important in my life right now. I'm not married to Elon Musk, so I don't really care about all that. I'm married to James Bond for Jesus. A lot of times as ladies, we focus on trivial things that are not going to make any difference in eternity. Well, they didn't say hi to me, and you know, they didn't always say hi to me. You know, I know that Facebook post that was really about me because I said to her, and then, you know, I asked her not to tell anybody, and then she posted that, and I think that's really about me. And No, but people don't think about you that much. got that revelation when I turned 40. <laughs> you know, when you're young, you think everybody's thinking about you. And then when you turn 40, you're like, you know what? Ain't nobody thinking about me. <laughs> and then after your cookie gets crunchy, like pick yourself off the floor. You're like, okay, I'm just going to do the will of God then. <laughs> Who brought your Bible? Show me your Bible. I brought my Bible with me. She's got two. I love it. You know, the word of God is alive. Say, God's word word is God God speaking to me. me. A lot of times we try to get direction. We try to get counsel. Every other kind of way except how God says we're going to get it. He said, thy word is truth. You know, the only trusted source for thoughts is right here. Right here. When you're thinking about what you're thinking about, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself with what? Check yourself with the word. Check yourself with the word. Check yourself with the word. Ha, 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 ha. You know, when you die to what people think about you, life gets like fun. I don't know if you figured it out or not. I don't really care what y'all think about me. You know, my mom is like, she's next level more than me, okay? And we used to go shopping, right? And my mom's gone for like five minutes. And I'm like, where's my mom at? Sure enough, she's in the bathroom. Somebody's getting saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, mom, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. She goes, what's wrong with you? You think I care what you think? Or you think I care what they think? She said, they didn't die for me. And then she gave me another really deep revelation. She goes, and they don't pay my bills. When you quit caring so much about what people think about you, you know, you have to die. When you get saved, guess what? You're dead. But that's a good thing. You know, dead people don't get sick. Come on. 
There was a gentleman at Rama. You know, when I, I went and trained for the ministry in Bible school at Rama for, I, I went to the Bible school for two years and I worked at the ministry at the Prayer and Healing Center for seven years. And we had something that was called healing school. And it was every day, Monday through Friday, twice a day, where uh, people who are terminally ill or sick can come with those and those that accompany them. Sometimes people came in the ambulance with their nurse, um, different things like that. And um, there was a gentleman that I got to know over the years that I was there. I think at the time I was still at Rama, he was in his 70s. And I mean, he was fly. He had on like a polyester zoot suit, you know what I'm saying? He still like had it, okay? And uh, he got up to testify one day in healing school. And uh, he had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, everybody gets quiet, like cancer is so holy. It's not holy. He had been diagnosed with cancer and had gotten healed one time. And like 15 years went by, and then later they tried to tell him that the cancer came back. And so he's at the doctor. He goes the first time. They said, come back in. We want to test you one more time just to make sure, second time. And his doctor said to him, you know, I hate to tell you this, but it's come back. We verified it. Two tests. You're sick and you got cancer. He goes, no, 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 no. I can't get cancer. And he goes, well, you already had cancer once, remember? And now it's dead. He said, no, I'm dead. He goes, you're dead? He goes, yeah. He goes, I died when I got born again and Jesus became my Lord and Savior. And he said, and dead people don't get sick. Amen. And he said, and Nahum 1.9 says, the affliction shall not return a second time. That's how you keep your healing. Because I'm leaving on Sunday afternoon. I'm going back home with my boo. <laughs> but you got to learn. You, what you get, you got to, whatever it takes to get free, you have to continue to do to stay free. Amen. It's not a one-time deal. Yes. You don't go to the gym like one time and fast for the day and like, like then what you weigh a buck oh five and then you're like good to go. No, it's, Gloria Copeland used to say this, inconsistency, write this down, inconsistency lies the power. Inconsistency lies the power. That's why meditation of the word is so important because the word of God is the only thing that has the power to save your soul and your soul needs saving. Well, what's my soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. And they need to get saved. And they need to be renewed day after day after day. Preachers, we don't get a free pass. We still have to renew our mind every day. I mean, you don't have to. You're not going to look victorious. You're not going to feel victorious. You're not going to live in all that Jesus died, went to the cross, went to hell, paid for all the penalty of sin, and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and then went to heaven for you, seated forever at the right hand of the Father. You're not going to experience his best. Just like you don't have to brush your teeth every day. I highly recommend it. You're going to have more friends. You know, I'm not a preacher and it just doesn't take all of that. You know, I just, you know, I'm busy. Well, what are you so busy with? Well, I got to work two jobs. Well, maybe if you'd make the word first place. 
She said, he'll give you the wisdom to obtain wealth. Let me give you a number one tip, tithe. You know, I never prospered to move forward in life until I got planted in the house of God and I started tithing. And I'm not a pastor. Say, thank God for the word of God. So the theme for this conference is arise. Remember I told you I was at Bible school and I used to, I was depressed. I felt broke, looked broke, looked busted, looked disgusted. Do you know that this scripture in Isaiah was one of the scriptures that the Lord gave me to stand on? Because my life looked dark. My emotions were dark. Everything around me looked dark. And when things look dark, the devil puts pressure on you to say how dark it is and how it feels. And I think I won. I feel. I think I won. I feel. I think I won. I feel. That, that is, that's a real thing. It's a real pressure. But the only thing that can counteract that is this. And I'm going to teach you tonight how faith works. For you to arise, you're going to have to use your faith. Because God wants you, say God wants me, God wants me to, be to be victorious. Not a victim. Not a victorious. victorious. Hallelujah. I want you to turn first with me in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. You know, when Pastor Misty got up, she said, I feel, I, there's faith in this room. And there is. And you know, it's faith that pleases God. You know, I just, I just want God. I just want to do the right thing. Uh, get in faith. Amen. It's faith that pleases God. Let's read this in Hebrews 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it's impossible. Well, I thought the word of God says nothing's impossible. Well, there's one thing that's impossible. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. This is from the Amplified. We're in a women's meeting. I'm going to read the Amplified classic. It's got more words. It says, for whoever comes near to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Say, God is, God is, and God gives. God gives. Say it again. Say, God is, God is and God gives. Why well, are you making me say a lot of stuff? I mean, what is this? Is like a cheerleader? Well, yeah, I was a cheerleader, but here's the deal. Your faith won't work without moving your mouth. And if you can't say it in here, you're never going to say it out there. It's easy in the anointing, in the corporate anointing, where there are other people of like faith. It's like their faith will help carry you. If you can't say it in here, you're never going to say it out there. This is faith school. There's only one way to please God. Faith and obedience. It's faith. And your faith is obedience to God's word. And when you obey God's word and you act in faith, God is responsible for the results in your life. But if you all get in faith and you don't put the word first place, you're responsible for your results. When you release your faith 
in God, God is responsible for your results. Is that exciting? Because I already know how you've been doing it. It ain't working. It's not working. Ask me how I know. Doing things that by the arm of the flesh will only produce death. It's the spirit that quickens and gives life. And your personality isn't that cute enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. And you don't have enough followers on social media. You're going to need the anointing and the power and the favor of God in your life to get God's results. And it's available. It's available. But you have to take it with your faith. I love as Pastor Missy opened up as, as, as the music was playing. She said, the woman with the issue of blood. That's who she was talking about. God didn't get her that miracle. She got it with her faith. What did she do? She heard. She heard about Jesus. You're hearing the word. So as I begin to speak the word either, just that one verse, faith came in your heart for the healing anointing. Faith only comes one way, hearing the words of God. If your faith is low, what do you know? You ain't in here enough. You listen to the wrong things. You're hearing something, but it's not the Holy Ghost. She heard what? She heard about Jesus. And then what? She said, what'd she say? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I might get relief for the night. No, that's not what she said. She said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will. It was an act of her will, not God's will. Will say, I will, I will be, made be made whole. Your wholeness is not up to God, it's up to you. It's already been given, but you've got to take it. You've got to be aggressive with your faith. Faith is not passive, faith is active. And faith is not a victim. Get the wine out of your voice. When I was doing all those voices earlier, I do that because I did that. And that's what you do when you're whining and complaining and murmuring. You don't know what he did to me. Boo, you're not special. You know, the devil's after me. I know there's a strong anointing on my life. No, you're just carnal and you're not doing the word. You're not any more special than anybody else. God has a destiny and a purpose and a plan that he made available to you in Christ. And you got problems with the devil because you put up with him. And a lot of times we invite him. Anybody had a party? You had a party, you sent out invitations. And when you have a pity party, you want everybody to come. But sometimes the only person who wants to hear it again is your mama. 
and she's pretty fed up with it too. It's true. I know all about it. When I was at Bible school, I had another bad boyfriend, Pastor Nick. What's up? You've got to guard your relationships. God works through relationships. The enemy works through relationships. Get rid of unholy alliances. All your best friends and your buddies shouldn't be at work. They should be in the house of God. Well, I'm trying to evangelize them. Boo, after 10 years, she ain't trying to hear you. Right. You know. I had a bad boyfriend at Bible school. What's up? Hey, the devil goes to Bible school. You know, just because you want to fulfill the will and the plan and the purpose of God, the devil doesn't roll out the red carpet for you. But he's been defeated. He's been dethroned and defeated. What's that mean? God cut his feet off. I was feeling sorry for myself because this bad boyfriend, I finally broke up with him. Finally. Finally. Some of you single ladies need to break up with somebody. She's like. Yeah, I'm talking to you. How she know? The Holy Ghost, he's got your number. So I finally broke up with this guy. And I was standing, I was feeling sorry for myself. Because all my friends are getting married and mama's going, not me. And I was sad, and I was depressed, and I felt rejected. So you know what I did? I called my mom. And after about 45 minutes of a telenovela, I'll tell more of it tomorrow. Oh, y'all know what a telenovela is? My mother listened to me, listened to me, listened to me, and I'm like, Mom! I mean, it's a miracle my neighbors didn't call the police on me. Because it sounded like somebody was dying in my apartment. Finally, at the end, I just like hesitated for a minute, I think maybe to catch my breath and really go for it again and give her a good cry. She feels sorry for me. Pray for me. I don't need anybody else to pray for me. I need to get my butt out of the bed and do the word. So I tried to catch another breath and my mom said, Melissa? It's a different sound. I go, huh? She said, you better get a hold of yourself. Because if you don't, I'm going to come up there and get you, and it's not going to be good. Bam! And hung up the phone on me. I was like. (laughs) That's right. So I laid there in my bed and I thought, And I said to the Holy Ghost in my heart, I said, Lord, this is the inside. How did I get here? He said, words. I said, words. That's not what I wanted to hear. See, some of you, the Holy Ghost has already spoken to you, but you don't want to obey the word. 
And so you keep going around the same mountain. You're not supposed to circle the mountain, boo. This isn't a wagon train. You're supposed to speak to the mountain, command it to be removed. Depression is a demon. Feeling sorry for yourself is foolish. It's only going to take you down a dark hole and a pit that you don't want to have to try to get out of by yourself. So you better get a hold of yourself, right? Well, you know, I just, I just, I just, I just, what about the love of God? God loves you to tell you the truth. Some of you know too much. You got to get hold of yourself. You got to speak to yourself when you're home by yourself in your room and you want to cry and you want to be sad. And you say, no, it's faith that pleases God. And you got to fill your eyes, your ears, and your mind and your mouth with the word. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Say the word of God. Some of y'all just must be looking in your Bible. Say it again. Say the word of God, word of God is, God is God speaking to me. Speaking to me. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. And I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, and you. So the Holy Ghost is talking to you. It says, when you were dead in your trespasses and sin, and one time you walked habitually, you were following the course and the fashion of this world. Do you know when I was a young lady, I was fascinated, and fascinated is not a good word. I was fascinated with the spirit of the world. The Bible calls it the false glamour of the world. Beyonce and Jay-Z ain't got it, boo. Whoever it is that your cyber's talking on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, it's not it. It's a false glamour of the world. It's called following the course and the fashion of this world. Following the prince and the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of that demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience. The careless, the rebellious, the unbelieving, who go against the purposes of God. Among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh. You know, sometimes it feels good to feel bad. You just want to feel sorry for yourself. You just want to have a, I want to have a, I need a me day. Oh, did I get you? Was that you? She's like, oh, why is she going to do me like that? <laughs> Obeying the impulses of the flesh, the thoughts of the minds, our cravings dictated by our senses and dark imaginings. We were then by nature the children of God's wrath and heirs to his indignation like the rest of mankind. But God, say it with me, say, but God. Say, I'm not a victim. I am a victor. Say, I always triumph. I always win. I can't go under for going over. See, that's got to be real to you. 
So when the circumstances of life come, when you get squeezed, that's what comes out of you. Hallelujah. It says, but God, so rich in his mercy. Hallelujah. Because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love. Well, see, he, he does love you. With which he loved us. Even when you were dead in your own shortcomings and trespasses. He made us alive. Say, I'm alive. I'm alive. With the life of God. God lives in me. God dwells in me. He gave us the very life of Christ, the same new life which quickened him. For it is by his grace, his favor, which you didn't deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment. You know, a lot of times we make judgments against ourselves. Remember I said earlier by the Holy Ghost, introspection outside of the Holy Spirit is condemnation. And that's demonic. The Holy Spirit never deals with you on basis of condemnation. He deals with you on the basis of his love and the word of God. And it says the son he loves, he's going to correct you. Well, you know, I, why, why, she's so intense. Who's here as a parent? Anybody? Ooh, a lot of y'all's mamas. Okay. Send me your handbooks because I'm going to be a mama soon. When you're a mother, do you ever have to repeat something? Now, baby, don't touch that. Now, honey, I said don't touch that. If you touch it again, I'm going to have to spank you. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No, you, a child that you love, you correct them. In the correction of God is the love of God. Well, you know, I just need grace, and, you know, I've been having a tough life, and my life is as good as yours, and, you know, I ain't got no husband. Hey, boo, I still did good when I was single. God was my husband, and he took good care of me. See, yeah, there's grace, there's love, but there's also right living, amen? It says he gave us the very life of Christ, the same new life which quickened him. It says we've been delivered from judgment, made partakers of Christ's salvation. He raised us up. It's Friday night, it's after nine o'clock. I don't feel so raised. I worked all day. I make minimum wage. I stand on my feet. I got varicose veins. She know all that about me. Like I said, the Holy Ghost, he's got your number. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, some of the things I say in a service is actually I'm perceiving people's thoughts. I can hear your thoughts while I'm preaching. You know, Jesus did that all the time. It said he perceives their thoughts. So the Holy Ghost will have me say something as an answer. Because the word of God is what? It's sharp. It's quick. It's powerful. And it divides What's your soul and what's your spirit? Some of you, you spend too much praying about stuff you don't need to pray about. This is the divider. Your soul and your spirit are so closely intertwined. Sometimes you're like, is that me? Is that God? Is that the devil? Get, read your Bible. 
Well, I feel like I'm supposed to go to Bible school. Well, let me just tell you, give you a tip. The devil's not telling you to go to Bible school. (laughs) Is that me? Is that God or is that the devil? If you feel like fornicating, that ain't the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. It says, it's by free grace, God's favor, that you're saved, delivered from judgment, made a partaker of Christ's salvation through your faith. Say faith. 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 Say, I have faith. I have faith faith in God. God. It is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. It's not the results of what anyone could possibly do. So no one can take pride or say, oh, you know, it's me. I'm so fabulous. No, that's not it. I was paraphrasing. Okay, read your Bible. You've been, you are God's handiwork. You know, if the devil's telling you, you're ugly, you're fat, you're not worth anything, your eyes are cross-eyed, your teeth are funny, that's the devil. It says, you are God's handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Say, I'm new. Born anew. That we may do the good works which God predestined, planned beforehand, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. A lot of you need to quit. Well, well, Lord, what do I do? Where do I go? Yes, inquire of the Lord, but some things you ain't got to pray about. Just stay on his path. Stay on his plan. He has a prepared path. He has something prepared ahead of time. You know, I didn't get married till I was 45. All the single ladies are like, don't pray for me. I know, I know, I know, I know. If anybody ever told me I was going to be 45 till I got married, I'd be like, not the Holy Ghost. No. But I'm so glad I waited. I waited and I got God's best. I got a real man of God. Not some wannabe preacher, because there were a lot of them that I went to Bible school with when I was 22. Some of them aren't even living for God now. But there was a prepared path for me, and I got my scriptures to pray for my husband. You need to get your scriptures. You need to pray the word, speak the word. If you're married, speak the word over your husband. I did a post on my social media this last week for Valentine's Day. Everybody's got to get their little Valentine going. And I talked about uh, that it takes faith to get married, but it takes faith to stay married. How many married ladies say amen? That's true. It takes faith to get married. It takes faith to stay married. But you got to speak the word over your husband. So I got some scriptures to pray so that I could have the word working in my husband. But, you know, I thought, you know how you try, like try to work something yourself? But as I began to pray in the Holy Ghost and speak the word, speaking the word and praying in the Holy Ghost kept me from the counterfeits and I never had to settle. You will never settle. 
You will only marry God's best. You're not late. You're not late. You're right on time. All the single ladies are like, Everybody close your eyes. This is what I hear in my spirit, this word. Potter, potter, potter. Potter, potter, potter. I am the potter. And you are the clay. I have been molding you and making you for this day. Potter! Potter! Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me. To preach the gospel. To set at liberty those that are bound. To preach deliverance to the captive. The recovering of sight to the blind. To heal. To heal. To heal the brokenhearted. To heal the brokenhearted. To heal the brokenhearted. You came down and hit the floor. I feel you.